Welcome to Child Free Chats, a show where we chat about all things child free. The good, the bad, and the thank God I don't have kids. This show is dedicated to those who have chosen a child free life, and some topics may be sensitive for those who are on the fence or who are childless, not by choice. This show is not suitable for children. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Child Free Chats. It's me, Tiara, your host. And um, yeah, today's, today's going to be an interesting one. Um, I think a lot of the episodes that I have done and a lot of the ones that I have in mind um, coming up for for all of us to enjoy. There are a lot of situational types of things that we as child-free people might face um, dealing with your friends or dealing with your family, you know, finances and work and kids' birthday parties and, you know, what have you, things that are in your life that just kind of change a bit when you have kids versus when you don't have kids and how it might be slightly different. But Today I want to talk about, and stick with me here, I've been feeling a little off lately. Like I've been in a funk or a weird mood. There've been quite a few days that have passed by in a haze and others where I kind of just sat and wondered what direction I'm even facing with life. I've just been out of it. And more than once over the last few weeks, I've thought about what it would be like to have children while I've been floating in this cloud. So I kind of wanted to take an opportunity to address how we feel sometimes and, you know, just the different things that we can go through in our personal lives, in our mental capacity, you know, just things that we kind of have to face that doesn't actually revolve around children, but it could be affected more if we did have children, if that makes sense. Stick with me. I'll I'll get to the point. But to give you some background on on why I feel like I've been this way, because at first I thought it was PMSing and it's just lasted weeks. We're probably pushing a month here that I've just not been able to snap out of it. Um, It's affecting everything I do. You know, it's, it's affecting me at work. I'm kind of just going through the motions and not really caring. It's affecting me. I haven't been active much at all on social media and I'm not very active in the first place, especially not like in my personal private social media, but even on my child-free chat social media, we're kind of just not really like, I just haven't been able to give myself or give it the attention that it deserves. And I'm kind of struggling to bring myself back into real life mode. Um, But to give you some background and the short version is that this is going to sound crazy. Now that I'm like saying it out loud, it sounds crazy, but it's not. Um, My in-laws 
have been stuck in Queensland, where I live, due to COVID lockdowns happening down in Sydney, where they live. And so in order to avoid being stuck in their houses or in their house for lockdown, they've decided to take their caravan and travel around up north where I live um, because we're not in lockdown here. So it makes sense um, that they would want to travel around in their RV mobile home thing to stay out of being in lockdown if they were to go home to a COVID hotspot. I get it. I would do that too. If I had the option, I'm sure that a lot of us would find a way to escape lockdown if we could now knowing what it's like to live in a pandemic. Anyway, while they're traveling, they've been stopping in and staying with me and Nathan for the weekend or a few days here and there. Um, I don't know how many of you have ever had to live with family or are currently living with family for whatever reason, namely in-laws, but if you have, or if you do, I salute you. That's not to say that I hate my in-laws. I definitely don't. Um, That's not at all what I'm saying. I actually really do care about them a lot, but what I am saying is that my personality type does not do well with people in my face or people in my space for extended periods of time. Aside from my husband, I don't care how much I love a person. I need my own space. I need to be able to get away. So over the last four-ish months, they've stayed with us at our house about four, maybe five times. And it's added up to basically about a month in total days. And I'll tell you why that affects me. I've talked about my anxiety in the past and that being one of the reasons why I don't want children because I don't want to pass it on. But it's not just that. During times like these last few months, being around people can ignite my anxiety to the point of making me feel trapped. It disrupts my schedule. And if you're anything like me, you understand how important routines and schedules are. I always envy those people who can say things like, I'm super spontaneous, or who can jump off their couch and race off to do anything at any given time of day. Nathan can do that, but I'm not like that. I need a plan. I need consistency. I need to know where I'm going, how long I'll be there, how long it takes to get there, who else will be there, what do I need to wear, the temperature, wind chill, humidity, the last time the place was sanitized, where the emergency exits are. I need to know everything. I do things at the exact same time every day and drive in the same lane on my way to and from work. I'd honestly be a perfect kidnap victim because I'm very predictable, but I just like to know what's going on. When people cancel plans, it it crushes me, not because I'm overly bummed about not seeing the person, but because preparing for events or preparing to be social takes a lot more mental acrobatics than normal people realize. And when that gets disrupted, it's almost like I short circuit trying to figure out what to do next. When I wake up in the mornings, I need extra time just to prepare myself for dealing with people. And when I come home, I need a few minutes to myself to decompress. Even though I don't have a stressful job and my life in general, it's not stressful. I know that. But I still need to be able to switch from mode to mode or, you know, thought to thought. I need to be able to go from active mode into chill mode. And that doesn't just snap on and off for the most part. Every once in a while, I might have a good day, but for the most part, it takes a bit of effort. All of these things that I do have structure, even if it sounds odd to other people, even if it looks like I'm winging it, I'm not. 
It's all very calculated, but this isn't how life works when you have guests. It's definitely not how life works when the guests come on the weekends and leave during the work week. There's no downtime. There's no recovery period. And there's absolutely no normal or routine. Every moment is new and everything can change from one minute to the next. You also have to adapt and adjust based on other people's personalities, what they want or what they say. I want things to go my way all the time. But when there's four people in a room, that doesn't always work. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. No one has to follow my structure or my exact agenda, but it would be a lot easier if everyone did. (laughs) And yes, I can hear what you're thinking. Tiara, that's life. You have to suck it up and just deal with it. Things don't always go your way. Okay. First of all, you clearly don't know me. (laughs) But yes, I have learned to manage my anxiety in the sense that one occurrence or one-offs are generally okay. I can work through them. I take medication. I breathe. It's all good. But then there are times like now, it's like like water torture. Like, is that the one with the little, like the little drops? Like one drop of water isn't so bad, right? 20 drops I can probably handle. 10,000 individual little incessant nagging persistent drops might drive me to insanity. So having this constant flow of house guests on top of trying to fit in my normal routine, it becomes very disjointed. And when this happens, my body just seems to go into a little bit of a shock. The overwhelm turns into a lack of motivation and I can barely be bothered to do anything that keeps my rhythm going. My normal go-tos for navigating and maintaining my sanity and, and, and my status quo, it, it, it's just not there. And it's hard to get that back once it's been off for so long. And I'm talking about weeks and weeks and weeks over time. So here's where I'll bring this right on around because obviously my life sob story isn't exactly a child-free success story. Uh, back to my musings. In all of this time, I've had a lot of time to... I've been very introspective, I guess you could say. And I've been just thinking like a lot. Um, And I started to think that this is what it's like to have small children. Obviously not exactly the same, but it is in the sense of not having time to myself, not being able to do these little things that help me manage my anxiety. Life is one big spontaneous mess when there are small children And even though I know I can't control everything around me, the number of things that I can control would be significantly less, always, every day. I know that all the little things that come with raising a child are things that not only do I not want them, like I don't want to do them, they would really, really stress me out. It would be too overwhelming to pile on a child's endless requirements for development on top of my personal requirements for peace, quiet, sleep, a clean house, the things I want to do, you know, planned doctor's visits. And then there's always the unplanned doctor's visits and health concerns, kids' birthday parties, parent-teacher nights, homework, school plays, kids' sport. Oh my God, if there is anything in this world that I hate, it is kids' sports. So I'll tell you a quick story. I used to play tennis in high school and I was always so hurt that my mom never came to any of my tennis games. I played on my high school team and was actually like pretty decent. I mean, I was a 
a far cry from Venus and Zorino Williams. But of all the times I played competitively, I probably won like 80 to 90% of my matches. I think my mom came to one, maybe two of my games in the three years that I played. But I get why now. I mean, she worked full time, but even if she didn't, I doubt she would have showed up and I completely get it. It's tedious. It's boring. Children generally suck at sports because they don't have the understanding or the coordination. And that's why they're there. I understand the point. I just don't know why I have to be there. I can't pretend and say, good job. I can't celebrate losing. I can't cheer for participation trophies and you'll get them next time, slugger. I just don't care. I don't want to give up my free time to sit in the cold and watch 106-year-olds run the wrong direction after a ball when a third of them are crying, another third are having no idea what is going on, and the rest of them have angry parents screaming at them from the sidelines like it's the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah, I just know. Anyway, the point is that my not wanting to pass my anxiety down to a child is only part of the reason why my anxiety contributes to my child-free status. It's also the fact that I'm fully aware that I don't have the desire nor the capability to juggle the mom life. And we see it all the time. There are countless parents who are probably exactly like me and going through all of the daily headaches of being a parent is overwhelming for them. We can see what happens and maybe it's happened to some of you. The parent just shuts down. There are no kids parties or sports games. Homework is non-existent and they're consistently absent from parent-teacher conferences. Medical responsibilities are overlooked and ultimately the child suffers. Maybe the parent shuts themselves away in their room, only coming out to do the bare minimum, food, clothing, driving to school, if that. Maybe the parent takes off and selfishly lives their best life, leaving the kids behind to fend for themselves, all because the parent was not ready, willing, or able to properly take care of and raise a child. The result is neglect. So when I have weeks like this, I feel pretty down and usually just need to kind of ride the wave until I can bring myself back to normal. But it makes me actually grateful that I have the ability to look at my patterns and know myself enough to know that having a child in this situation is fair to no one. And maybe you have a mood too. Yours might be similar to mine or different. There are a lot of different reasons why we just feel off sometimes and we can't expect ourselves to be 100%, 100% of the time. And if you are one of those people and you are dragging yourself through this episode, first of all, screw you. (laughs) And second of all, maybe this will help you understand some of your friends who just kind of can't, can't seem to always pull themselves out of a funk as easily as you can. Ugh, I'm depressing myself. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if, if you have a mood, maybe yours lasts a few hours, a few days, a few weeks, or even months. But I think that it's fair and reasonable to acknowledge that this is a legitimate reason not to put our hand up for the role of parent. Being responsible for a human we have to take that into consideration. You have to take into consideration your strengths, okay, what else, but also your weaknesses. And sometimes the weaknesses, I think, can outweigh the pros of having 
children. And I, now that I'm saying that out loud, I don't know that I want to call it a weakness because it's unfortunate, but I don't think it makes me weak. I think it just makes me different. Mm. I'll think about that. I'll think about how I feel about that. Anyway, and it's times like this too, that like people really find it's like a magnet or something. They find ways, they know there's people out there who know when people are down and they're like, let me kick this person (laughs) because I've had a hell of a week with people attacking me too. And I'm usually, I usually don't get that from people, you know, at the end of all of my episodes or, you know, whenever I post things online, I actually really welcome criticism and feedback because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just talking. But if I've hurt someone's feelings, I want to know about that. Like, I really want to know if something I've said has offended you. But this week, people have gotten offended by the weirdest fucking things. I swear to God. I had this loser on my Instagram the other day who went ham because I posted something about my dogs, which apparently means that I am pet obsessed because of the one post. And I occasionally mention them here. But also, who the fuck cares if I do? Like, leave me alone. They're my dogs. Anyway, he called me hypocritical about being child-free because I have pets. And like, yeah, everyone is entitled to their opinion, but not when you pull your opinion out of your ass. You have no idea why I don't have kids. No clue what my reasons are. Like, did it occur to anyone that a person cannot like human children but still love animals? Is it not possible for someone who is child-free to still feel compassion and have the desire to be nurturing? People do it all the time. Are hereditary health conditions just not a thing? Does tocophobia, which I discussed a few episodes ago, not exist anymore? As I just went on for the last however long I droned on about my mental capacity, um, I can handle life responsibilities as long as I can get a routine. I'm good. So I have dogs. How does that equate to raising a whole child? I didn't birth it. Tocophobia is still intact. I don't have to take it to parent-teacher conferences, kids' parties, or kids' sporting events. And when I'm sick or tired or run down or just want time to myself like I have for the last couple of weeks, you know what my dogs are doing? Usually laying next to me, sleeping, or off doing their own thing, which doesn't require constant supervision. Child-free is the blanket term for those of us who have chosen not to have kids for any reason. If you're going to nitpick, at least stop and ask the individual what their reasons are before you go playing king of the child-free. I'm an adult. I know my capabilities and my limitations. While a dog does require quite a bit of consideration and care in the long run, it's nothing like 18 years of raising a human. Animal haters are always screaming that pets are not children, but then turn around and tell child-free people that pet owners, that we're basically, that we basically have children. I can't be both. Pick one, y'all. Either I have kids or I don't. (laughs) And if someone can honestly, like, cannot see the difference between a human and a pet, like, for real, get help. Not wanting one does not automatically mean that a person should not want either. That's like telling a parent that they must like pets because they have children. And they're pretty much the same thing, right? (laughs) Anyway, I digress. But there were two main points to that. One, you don't know why people don't have children. Don't assume it's because they can't be or don't want to be caretakers. Maybe take a minute and stop pulling the wings off butterflies and realize that not all people hate all things. And two, Recognize that a mood is a completely legitimate reason not to want to incorporate children into your life. 
we're always talking about selfishness. And I think mental health is one place where we need to be selfish. There's nothing wrong with saying out loud that a part of the reason why we don't want kids is because there are times when some of us just have to work extra hard to take care of ourselves. Forget about taking care of someone else. That's just life. But it takes nothing to be kind to someone. You know, if you don't like what someone says or what they're doing, if they're not physically hurting you, leave them alone. You have no idea what they're going through. And I think times like this also kind of like really humble me. They make me realize that I need to get over myself sometimes because I always think when I see something online or when I hear somebody say something that it's a personal attack towards me. And I think I need to just realize that not everything is a personal attack and not everything is going to apply to me. And yeah, it takes a mood to kind of bring you back down to reality. I think everyone should go through moods. I'm having a lot of epiphanies lately. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I guess my question is, one, am I like totally insane? I'm not the only person who goes through this, right? Please, for the love of God, send your girl some love. Tell me that I'm not the only one. And if you do go through times like this where something significant in your life can really take a bigger toll than people think that it should, just know that you're not alone and do what I did. You know, you'll have to get through it the ways that you get through it. You know, if that's meditation or exercise or taking a walk or finding whatever hobby it is that you have just to get yourself through it, that's all good. But also remember that this is a really good reason why we're child-free. And at least we don't have to have kids running around driving us even more insane than we were before. So yeah, I apologize for my sad little sob story, but I feel like we're friends now. So it's kind of nice to be able to to vent um, and share things because you know, you never know who else is going through like what you're going through and you never know if someone else needs to hear it. I know that it sounds intense and to people who don't have this particular type of issue and it's like bordering on like full depression at this point. Oh, I need to go see a therapist. People who don't have this problem don't quite understand how much something like this can really take a toll on you when you're thrown into different situations or scenarios or life predicaments that you don't quite know how to solve or you don't know how to fix. And so it looks very bleak. You see no end result being ideal. You know, nothing really seems like it's going to work as far as fixing the problem. So, and I just want to be really clear that Not everyone has the same triggers or the same reactions or the same whatever it is that's going to make you feel like you're just kind of in a funk or in a down place momentarily, you know, and for me, it's mental, but for someone else, it could be physical ailments or conditions. It could be stress at work. It could be issues with your partner or any other relationships that you have. So I just want to be very clear that I'm kind of just doing this as a recognition for anyone who, for whatever reason, has times in their lives where they just kind of need a break and need a moment to 
come back to normal and piece it all together. So yes, that's, that's what I'm getting at here. If that is you, like I totally get it. And if it's not you, maybe you have a friend or maybe, you know, someone in your life who does kind of suffer from anxiety and depression and try to understand them, I think a little bit better. I know that I've gone way away from child-free again, but I felt like it was important to share that not everything is all flowers and roses just because someone on the outside looks like they're doing okay. Sometimes they are not, and sometimes they just need a hug. (laughs) I'll be all right, y'all. I just needed to vent. Thank you for listening. I'm going to make this one a short one because, um, yeah, I don't want to be too depressing. (laughs) I'm going to depress myself. Um, But yeah, mood. All right, bye.